0: Tyler. Hello.
1: Big news week.
2: Yeah, massive. Jesus Christ. Good thing yeah, I have 32 gigs of RAM. Otherwise, I don't know how I'd be able to hold all these tabs open.
1: Yeah, it's just stop using Chrome.
2: No. <laughs> there's no better alternative yet.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah. And the first one here is Ed
0: Helms and Harrison Ford are doing a comedy.
3: Yeah, I,
2: I did see that. I like Harrison Ford, and I think it would be interesting to see him do some more, like, comedic-esque roles. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest, though. I don't find Ed Helms that funny. Me neither. Me neither. Like, I, when he was just a side character in The Office, he was pretty funny as Andy. Yeah. After Steve Carell's departure, when he kind of became, like, the new boss, did not find him very funny at all. And his characters in The Hangover were not... The funniest characters either like nothing against the guy personally but yeah i don't yeah, know no,
1: I, I feel the same way like rarely do i like see something that he's in where i'm just like oh yeah like totally like it's always like eh. like i'm trying to think that vacation um movie like i didn't mind him in that but
3: yeah
2: yeah, yeah then i didn't mind the new how did they put it? It's a vacation movie, but it's not a new vacation movie. Yeah, because, like, like it, yeah.
1: Ed Helms played, like, The Sun or something. hmm Yeah,
2: so. Yeah, I didn't mind him in that. that. That's fair. But it still wasn't, like, a, like, super-duper amazing ha no. laugh laugh-your-ass-off no. kind of movie.
1: No. So, so, yeah, like, this is... This is interesting just because... I would be curious what Harrison Ford does with that,
2: but yeah, because Harrison Ford doesn't typically do comedic esque roles either. And I feel yeah. I don't know personally for me, I feel like if Harrison Ford's like, oh, you know what, I'm gonna delve into the world of like fucking blockbuster comedies. I don't know. I feel like they could have paired him up with someone, yeah, stronger. That'd... Yeah, like I would I would love to see Harrison Ford do some kind of comedy with like Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, yeah. Like that would be a pretty solid pairing in my mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's an odd choice. And unless maybe they have some chemistry or something that was already in play, but who knows?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm, Intriguing, but potentially incredibly disappointing.
1: Uh, yeah, I think this is a case where, like, I would need to see a trailer with, like, a few of the jokes to see how they land, you mm-hmm. know, what to do with them, and then that would probably determine whether I'm excited or not, so. Yeah. But, eh, interesting nonetheless.
2: hmm mm-hmm. oh, I see your, I see Dominic West is gonna play Prince Charles in the crown. That's probably got your dick hard.
3: Yeah
1: yeah this is real cool i i really <laughs> like him and i really like the crown so fuck yeah
2: yeah i do like him but yeah don't i have never watched the crown and still and you probably never will yeah i realistically <laughs> i won't the crown Downton Abbey, like i i won't watch any of that stuff
1: yeah that that's like my bread and butter so um but yeah so this is really cool um especially kind of on the heels of like when the cast of princess day and i was like okay that's that's a really good person And, you know, this is kind of, like, the same thing. It's like, hey, that's a really good person. And for a show that I like, i like, this is cool. So, So, yeah, it seems like he'll be playing uh, the part in the fifth and sixth season. So,
2: yeah. So, because I don't uh, watch The Crown, Mm -hmm. is, like, this, like, actually based on, like, real events?
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, it's totally based on,
1: like, the real, real events, so, like, all throughout the years. Mm. So, yeah, it starts in, like, the late 40s, and it'll kind of end in, like, the early 2000s, and it it chronicles, like, all the real-life kind of events of the royal family and all of that stuff, so.
2: So, is there, like, Prince Andrew in this show? Uh, uh,
1: I'm behind so I don't know if he's popped in or not let me just pull up the IMDB because if, if
2: it's based on like real events like about the crown I would love you. Know, what would actually get me to sit down and watch the show is if Prince Andrews was actively in it and there was like some dedicated episodes where he like goes to New York and parties with Epstein <laughs> yeah That would get me into the show.
1: I don't know if he's or not. I'm just going to...
3: So it looks like he hasn't popped up yet, but
1: it's looks like there's maybe rumors that he's going to pop up in the fourth season. With a
2: 16-year-old girl by his side?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they actually did cover some of that drama around him.
2: Yeah, I I guess it would depend on how far they go with the crown because, like, all of the news of him and that lifestyle has only come out over the last, like, year or two, right? So in order for any of that kind of drama to be present, it would have to, you know, cover the events up to and including, like, 2018,
1: 2019. Yeah, and I'm just reading another article here and, like, the screenwriter is saying that, like, they're not going to have him in, like, the fifth and sixth season, so. Oh, all right, then. So yeah, I think they're probably just staying away from that, which I, it makes sense, I guess. You know, like you said, if because all that shit just kind of came out recently, right? So, mm-hmm. but but no, I'm I'm super excited about this, especially like I'm seeing this news. I was like, okay, I'm gonna like actively catch up because um, that new season comes out soon. So I was like, I want to catch up on this, and being that they're gonna be getting into like the kind of Princess Diana territory with all that shit. Yeah. That'll be real, real good. So, so yeah, this is cool. Fair enough.
3: Yeah.
2: So Jeremy Strong and talks to play Leonard Bernstein. Yeah.
1: And, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper's next, I guess, directorial movie, um,
2: for Netflix. For Netflix. Yeah. This isn't going to do well. (laughs) I'm already predicting that. Like, I, I I was... at For when I saw this, I was like, who in the world is Leonard Bernstein? So I had to look him up. Yeah. And he's, like, a composer for, like, the Philharmonic, New York yeah. Philharmonic. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. And then two things popped in my mind. One, like, is this... Like, I mean, I don't know Bradley Cooper personally, so I have no idea what kind of person he actually is in real life. But, yeah. like, you know, when you're at Bradley Cooper's, like, level of fame and notoriety, like you do what you want when it comes to movies, right? Yeah. So obviously he wants to do this movie. So I'm thinking like, does he want to do this movie because he's like some big New York Philharmonic fan? Like he loves that kind of like orchestra style music and thinks this is going to be good? Or is he like, man, I fucking really crushed it with the awards and the recognition coming off of the movie I did with Lady Gaga. So I'm going to do this one in hopes that it's going to be another award contender.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it was a case of you he, he read the script or something and was like, Oh, that's really good.
2: Maybe. So. I mean, like he I everything I've Googled about Leonard Bernstein is like he's, you know, like super famous in that world. And yeah. like, you know, he's a he's a legacy, but in all regards from what I've seen, like he like aside from what he did, like it's not like he had like some crazy wild story of a life. So I'm just trying to like think of
1: Yeah, how this movie's
2: going to pan out like it and it doesn't sound appealing to me at all. And not to slam anybody personally or Netflix, but I mean, Netflix isn't really home to the highbrow video consumer. Yeah. And so like this kind of topic, I'm kind of like, uh, is this really going to land? Like, yeah, it'll go on Netflix. But like, is it going to do well?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, unless they really, like, push the advertising on it of, like, hey, Bradley Cooper's next, I guess, like, kind of musical-themed uh, movie, right? You know, maybe that's how they spin it, is, like, a from the director of A Star is Born, you know, and that movie was massive. You know, maybe yeah. they kind of spin it like that, where it's like, hey, his next one is also kind of in that kind of music genre uh,
2: area, so they're like, hey,
1: I don't know. But, yeah, yeah it's... but
2: hey, the Orchestras, like, that whole... You know orchestras like that's a pretty niche thing like it's not a like at least with a star is born it's like okay lady gaga and bradley cooper but the songs were good they were written good the singing was good right like like if you just if you enjoy music at all odds are there's going to be a couple songs in here that you thoroughly enjoy for sure plus it was a very intriguing story right the personal battle with drugs and alcoholism and all that other stuff like by yeah. no accounts am I seeing any of that about Leonard <laughs> yeah. and it's, and it's an orchestra, right? So like, yeah. like you're, it's a w- way more niche market than yeah. star is born. So like, that's just, it just has me concerned. Cause like, yeah. I like Bradley Cooper and I think he did so good on a star is born that I yeah, would love to see him like smash out more directorial movies. Like I think, yeah. but I mean, as far as a movie like this goes, it to me, it's reminiscent of uh, when Jamie Fox did Ray Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, again, like a niche, uh, a very kind of, like, niche thing. Like, it won awards, but it wasn't, like, a massive financial success. Yeah. And everyone, you know as well as me, and hopefully everyone knows at this point that, like, you could be the shittiest movie in the world and make no money at the box office but still win awards. Yeah. Or you could be the box office behemoth that fucking takes in all the money and doesn't even get nominated for jack shit. Yeah, pretty much. Right? So, like, those two worlds... They don't parallel, right?
1: No. And, like, I bet this was a case of, like... I, like, I almost wonder if Netflix was the only place that, that was willing to make this. And that's why it didn't appear. Because, like, that's how, um, like, Martin Scorsese said in interviews that no one would finance the Irishman. And Netflix was the only way he could make the movie. Really? Yeah. where he was like, yeah, I... I he was talking in an interview with you and he was like, yeah, we're shopping this around for years and no one would finance it and back it until we went to Netflix. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. So i wonder I get, if this is similar.
2: That Yeah, that very well could be it. Cause I mean, from a financial point, especially given today's climate, if I was a studio, I'm not, I'm not sinking a few hundred million into something like this personally.
1: No. And like Scorsese is, he's a producer on this movie too. Is so, he? Yeah. So maybe that's a case of like, he's like, yo, take this to
2: Netflix. I don't know, maybe the reason I'm so utterly against this is I'm a little, I'm a little butthurt that they probably shelled out a disturbing amount of money when we're yeah. talking like Bradley Cooper, Martin Scorsese, Jeremy Strong. Like these are some big names. Yeah. yeah. So this movie is obviously going to cost a, a a pretty little penny. So maybe yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm just probably butthurt because Netflix forked over all this money for this movie. And wouldn't give any more so I could get a second season of The Society.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Yeah, that's right. Fuck you, Netflix. <laughs>
1: get it off your chest.
2: I'm, I, it'll be a while <laughs> before I recover from that. Yeah, fair enough. But,
1: yeah. Th- this is another one, but, like, I'm still going to check it out because mm-hmm. I like everyone involved, so. but yeah,
2: Fair enough and i'm not a musical fan so yeah i am so i'm like yeah i'll check this out yeah i am not it's not on it's not on my list of films that's for sure fair enough no offense to any of the parties involved i'm sure it's going to be a good movie i'm sure it's going to be well written and well directed the acting is sounding like it's going to be top notch but it's just yeah. not my cup of tea
1: not your wheelos nope yeah that's fair and then in other news so this technology that people are probably real sick of me talking about but (laughs) (laughs) that uh that vfx stuff they use on the mandalorian uh the batman is going to use it for some stuff
2: that's exciting though
1: yeah yeah it says here they're not um like they're not going to use it for like a lot but they have like a handful of stuff in mind that they are going to use it for so
2: well it definitely is an exciting technology and like i'm it's like i'm really happy that john favreau and like the parties involved with coming up with this aren't being like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, selfish dicks about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right? yeah. Where it's like, oh, you want to use this super fucking dope tech we have, it's going to cost you like half of what your fucking movie budget is. Yeah. No, it seems like it's, they're almost on the opposite end where they're like, Hey, anyone who wants to use this, like,
1: here you go. Like, yeah. And I'm fucking for that. Yeah. Me too. Just cause like I've, I've said this numerous times before, like the, the turnaround time, that can be, like, cut in half, basically, with this tech is incredible, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, because, like, (laughs) fuck, I don't know how many times you've talked about this tech and how amazing it is, and I understand the general idea of it, but I keep meaning to, like, sit down and, like, bring up a YouTube video where they, like, actually go in-depth and explain how it works, and I just keep fucking forgetting.
1: So there is... um. The first season of The Mandalorian had a bunch of like behind the scenes episodes, um, and mm-hmm. one of the episodes covers the tech, okay. and like kind of how it works. So maybe that would be a decent one to watch. Yeah, but I'll yeah, look that like up. The, I'm
2: gonna add it the, to my queue.
1: Like the general gist of how it works is like basically they wrap a huge LED wall around like the, the practical set. So like they have an area, like whatever area that they're acting, they take giant lcd walls and just wrap them around the whole set and then that displays basically a rendered background so instead of having the green screen like your actors can look at the screen and see exactly what what is being projected and then that's what the cameras pick up as well so
2: instead of having to fucking act in front of a giant green wall and then do everything in post
1: they're actually doing everything and rendering everything in real time as they're filming it. So the actors actually see the background and what's going on and yeah. then they film that and then it's just done. So.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, definitely fascinating stuff. And that unreal engine is pretty impressive. I think it's,
1: I think it's unreal engine or it's something similar to that, that it's using. It's like pulling in some sort of generated assets. I think it's unreal. No, I could be wrong, but
2: I, I would imagine it's unreal. Cause like,
1: Unreal is the is. one that's
2: owned by um, the Fortnite guys, right? Epic, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, they just demoed their Unreal Engine 5 or 6, not that long ago. 5? Five? 5, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I don't know if you saw that demo, oh, yeah. but it was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I I believe it is Unreal, but I would have to pull up the background on it to check. But I, I want to say that's what I've heard.
2: I've heard I would hope. Saw because yeah. if they're not using Unreal Engine and they're using one of the other like fucking graphical game design ones then like man if they switched Unreal Engine they could do probably infinitely better.
1: Yeah, I'm just actually looking it up right now. Cuz now I'm actually really curious.
2: Like Unity's cool and it's simple but like it's it it's is no, it's not Unreal, right? Yeah, no, and it's, like, CryEngine is probably, like, the next closest one I would take a, take a guess at, but even CryEngine is absolutely nowhere near
0: what uh, Unreal can do. Yeah, I'm just looking at it, but I don't know if they say, like, how they... or if they just use something to render it.
2: that would be my guess like based on like i haven't like seen like watched actually watched the mandalorian but like i've seen trailers and commercials and like for what i've seen i would be pretty pretty shocked if they're not actually running i
1: believe
0: it is unreal
2: because it says
1: yeah it says it was about six months before filming that like john favreau and all of them teamed up with like epic games maker and production tech partners
2: yeah, then that would be Unreal.
1: Yeah. yeah, so I believe it's like they generated an Unreal, or a combination of Unreal and something else, right?
3: Mm-hmm. But,
1: yeah, slick nonetheless. Yeah, so I'm glad other movies are using this. So. Yeah. And then another news...
2: Yeah, some <laughs> fucking exciting news. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah they, uh, they announced when they're going to end the Fast and Furious franchise number 11
2: yeah about fucking eight films too late <laughs> yeah
1: yeah like a part of me is said that they're not gonna just keep making these dumbass movies um but i feel like they're kind of getting to the point where they need to like hard and fast mm-hmm. figure out when they're gonna stop it so
2: yeah well like, you hear people make comments all the time like actors and stuff like when a show that they're on ends and stuff and they're like oh you know, we figured it was a good time to end it now because we didn't want to become like a running joke of ourselves, <laughs> yeah. and like the Fast and the Furious franchise is the epitome of that. Like, granted, I I've still watched them all. I'm yeah. still gonna watch the final two, and like yeah. they're like we've discussed previously, like it's a dumpster fire, but it's just good, stupid fun. Yeah. So like I i totally support, but I mean at the same time like fuck if you were to like take someone who's never watched or seen trailers or know anything about the fast and furious and you show them like the first two movies and then show them the last two movies they'll just be like what the fuck like how yeah. did we get to this point
1: yeah exactly like i feel like uh, like you saying like oh that, that like running joke of like it's gone too long i feel like the, the fast and the furious franchise like knew that they turned into that and it's just bought into it and was like we're gonna go even harder um
2: yeah it, it just it never ceases to amaze me like how and Fucking like ridiculous it gets. yeah and like you if you've seen like well i mean if you've watched any of them you've obviously seen the first one because that's kind of where like you know everything starts yeah. but like a lot of that although was kind of like well maybe this is a little hokey yeah it was still grounded in realism right like it was very yeah. real with the cars and the parts and what goes into them yeah. and what they do with them and stuff like that. And like, even they're like hijacking moving trucks and stuff was like, yeah. that's dangerous. But I mean, it's technically doable. Like if you yeah. had some guys who are trained and practiced stuff, like you could legit pull that shit off. Yeah. And then you fast forward seven fucking movies and they're like swinging jumping between off towers. cliffs with a rope yeah. and jumping from building to building in Dubai. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, I, I swear to God, when they sit down and write these movies, they're like, okay, so what can we do that's even more stupid and outrageous this time around? That people yeah. will just be like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, like there's times when I'm watching the movie where I'm just like, it, "Like, it's a little bit too over the top that I'm like, I just start laughing because I'm like, I can't believe they did this.
2: Yeah, I'll, like, well, I'll, uh, I will uh, never get over the trailer where he fucking attaches the rope from the fucking rope bridge and somehow swings his car onto the other side like i will never get over that
1: yeah yeah one of those moments i had i can't remember which one it was but it's like they're driving on the freeway and like a tank is chasing them and like i think one of the girls like falls off into the air and is like falling off in between these two highways so he like gets out of the car and like floors it and stands on the hood and rams it into the fucking side barrier and launches himself over the bridge and catches the midair and then like lands on a windshield and I was like
2: what Yeah (laughs) I I know exactly what scene you're talking about.
1: Yeah I was just like okay I was like sure all right like that wouldn't kill you instantly but Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah not to mention the timing. Like I would love to see a version (laughs) of the film where he goes to pull that stunt off and just misses and, like, oh yeah, doesn't time it well at all. So like, she yeah. smashes under the pavement and he like, as he's flying over top of her, yeah. and then he like misjudges his aim and hits the front of a like an oncoming vehicle and like that's yeah. it. They're both both those characters gone.
1: Yeah, someone should someone should bring back the uh, spoof movie uh, for the Fast and the
2: Furious franchise where it's just like shit that never works. Yes, I, I would watch that. I would watch that. Yeah. You- is like not to get like too wildly like off topic, but like you don't really see those like good spoof movies anymore. Like they kind of no. Like I mean, in my personal opinion, as far as like ridiculous spoof movies go, the scary movies. Yeah, were in my opinion like the gold standard of like funny spoof movies.
1: Yeah, to me, it's like that and like Spaceballs,
2: Cabin stuff. in the Woods. Yeah,
1: yeah, stuff but, like, like that.
2: Yeah, you don't see any of those like farces anymore and if you do they're like really straight shitty to, straight to D V D with like terrible fucking actors and all yeah. that other stuff. Like someone please bring me back like a big budget backed by real actors. Yeah. Theatrical film that like points out how ridiculous all this stuff is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So but yeah. So and they say also in here too that like even though Like 10 and 11 is going to be the last films, they're like, that also doesn't mean that we're not going to do stuff in this universe that's just not that core team. And I was like, okay, so they're going to do more stuff, maybe like spinoffs or something, but
2: yeah. he's going to go from the Fast and the Furious franchise to the fucking Hobbs franchise.
1: Yeah, or something like that, or some other spinoff. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, which uh, that studio is not going to let that that brand die right it prints too much money so
2: yeah maybe we'll get a complete reboot where they like completely reboot with like new actors maybe. like how they reboot batman every couple of years and spider-man and
1: oh yeah i could
0: see that but, yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then this other story here so we had talked i think it was a few weeks ago uh like jake Hall and uh that Dennis Villeneuve guy were teaming up or something, but they never announced what it was. Mm-hmm. And now they have, and it's uh, HBO limited series. So perfect. Fuck. Yeah. I'm so on board with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and him and with the Westworld creators doing a limited HBO series.
2: Yeah, cuz I fuck at least you know there's a start and an end and they're yep. going to write it accordingly. I'm getting so yep. fucking tired of shows ending on cliff like season finale cliffhangers and then getting axed.
1: Yep, I agree. Like they're basically like, "Hey, this is going to be like kind of like what that like a uh, first season of True Detective where it's like, "Hey, here's eight episodes of a con- like a contained story." Right. Yeah. So it's you No, know, I'm I'm all on board for this. I think I think <clears throat> They're a great team, and HBO is the place for that.
2: So. HBO is just like the place in general.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty wow, much.
2: HBO is awesome.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They're kind of like the gold standard, and you know, I think this is a, like proof of the talent they attract, right? You know, like this is a a ridiculous team up that could have gone to any network, you know, but. It's HBO so they're like yeah let's go with the players yeah you know HBO just attracts that top talent right so so yeah okay. this is
0: cool yeah
2: definitely gonna be checking that one out
1: yeah and the tagline is like it's a tale of vengeance set amidst of like a brutal hierarchy of corruption so that sounds intriguing enough
2: you gotta have a solid tagline
1: yeah so yeah I'm down for this
2: Me fucking too. We got AMC is fucking on the verge of bankruptcy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about kind of their troubles a few times and they announced um, in a filing that they're basically trying to make, get some more liquidity, So they're selling uh, 15 million shares to kind of cover them. And then they also disclosed that like, yeah, we, we might not be able to pay our obligations. So yeah. Yeah.
2: It's such a wild time. Like fucking back in August, right. That was when new mutants and tenant came out. Yeah. And like, I've checked like the theater listings, like almost weekly in case like something pops up and it's like, Oh, I can go to a theater again and watch a movie and nothing. Like it's been a month, almost two full months and nothing. Nothing is popping up in the theater. Like, I can't imagine any of these theaters doing well at all. And especially now that we're getting, like, a second massive wave. Like, the U.S. hit their highest single-day COVID case count, yeah, like, ever. Like, just yesterday or the day before. So, it's like, holy crap. Yeah, and I
1: know, like, even even up in Canada, like, it's rising, too. So, it's, like, it seems like a lot of places are kind of on the upswing with it. So, it's like ah, movie theaters are open now, but I bet they aren't soon.
2: Yeah, I think and we're so, going to see a lot of these companies fold. and Yeah. Yeah, so it's,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. Not good news for AMC. No. So, and they even state, they're like, we will require, like after, like them selling these, these 50 million like shares, they're like, we will require significantly more like liquidity, and there is substantial doubt about our ability to continue you know, for a reasonable period of time. So, they're like yeah,
3: it's not good. Nope. Not good at all. No, So, yeah. Then, no.
1: So we talked about Dominic West, and so the other dude that was in The Wire, Wendell Pierce, and also Suits, is doing a biopic, a biopic on bb king which is like a kind of blues guy so
2: yeah and you know what don't care for blues music yep so that kind of like was like eh. but you know what i actually like wendell pierce a yeah. lot so yeah, i i will probably check this out just because i like him so much as an actor
1: yeah yeah fair enough so and it's like i i love all that old timey kind of music so i was like already on board for this and then i was like oh i really like wendell pierce too so i'm like double on board with this this is right up my alley
3: mm-hmm. so, so yeah
1: not, not really too much more on this other than hey he's doing a bioptic on a blue sky so yeah but yeah i like him
2: good for him yeah solid gonna gonna check that out i don't know if i'll uh, necessarily rush to the theater assuming there are any theaters left going into uh, late 2021 but yeah but i will be checking it out yeah and other super funny i shouldn't say super funny but i mean it's a little bit fucking funny right it's, like it's kind of hilarious to be honest yeah like quibi like, is shutting down like, yeah which that's the end and but i find the funny part about this is like because we've talked about quibi in the past where it was like okay it's interesting it's intriguing but like one of like my biggest complaints and i think you were alongside me on that was the fact that you could only use quibi on your fucking phone yep Yep. right and so they finally smartened up and they're like okay quibi apps coming to android tv coming to apple tv coming to all these tv things and it was literally 24 hours after that they announced they were fucking shutting their doors
1: yeah yeah so and i think it was uh, I can't remember when, it might have been a few weeks or like a, a month ago or something, when they were talking about, um, sell, like they announced that they were looking for someone to buy them. And we were talking, like, we kind of got into it. And it's like, well, if you buy Quibi, like, what do you get? And it's like, you don't get the shows because of how they structured the contracts, right? Like, it's like they don't own any of the content. So, like, what are you even buying? Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that everyone that they were trying to sell that to, probably realize that they're like so what do we get like this is the worst like deal ever and quibi was like apparently Um. just decided that
2: well we can't tell it so fucking shut It, it down here's what i find the most fucking hilarious about the whole situation is like i don't know if you like like this article here has got a few quotes from it but i don't know if you've actually looked at their like full statement they released when they announced they were closing their doors no no i didn't see that it is hilarious because in there they talk about like how oh we think this is like just a product because like you know the pandemic so like the timing we had no was a factor and it's like uh no when people can't fucking go anywhere or do anything they want content yes like netflix Disney Plus, Hulu, like all their subscriptions were going up during the pandemic. Yeah. So like they try to blame the pandemic, and then they go on later and they're like thing to say like, "Oh, we tried all it. Like it wasn't from a lack of trying. We did everything yeah. we could. Blah blah blah." Yeah, I'm reading that. And then that. they make a they make a comment about like, like it obviously just couldn't work out given these circumstances. Although other businesses have seemed to continue throughout it. So like yeah. It's just, like, the most ridiculous, like, fucking oh, yeah. statement that they're going out of business because they, like, contradict themselves in their own oh, statement. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, like, try to pseudo blame the pandemic, which is, like, uh no, if anything, that would have helped the shit out of you. Yeah. And then like they it, go on to be, like, oh, well, yeah, we, we couldn't do this. So, like, but other businesses could. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's yeah like, 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 oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, I read the quote, like, our failure was not for lack of trying, and we've considered and exhausted every option available to us. And I read that, and I'm, I just go, like, motherfucker, like, it, it is for your lack of trying. Like, it, you were just too pretentious to not offer it on other devices. Like, I bet if they would have done that, people would have watched. Like, if you could have just pulled it up on your Xbox or your smart TV. Yeah. Oh, my God, like, yeah. People would have watched it because and I would have been way more on board with it because it's like, oh, I got 10 minutes before I'm leaving, you know, for supper or something like that. Oh, I'll throw on an episode on this. Right. But it's like I'm not going to fuck around trying to cast my phone to my TV to, to do this. You know, it's
2: like I just want to sit down and hit the Netflix button. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Like they like they it's what it's plain and simple. It was just poor business management. Like, yeah. Like you, like I, I had never heard of Quibi, despite the fact it was out for like three months or four months at the time, until I saw Philip DeFranco cover it on one of his fucking yeah. Philip DeFranco show episodes, right? And like yeah. we're big into the fucking entertainment world, and these have shows like Reno Nine One One, and like yeah. they have big actors like Idris Elba and yeah. fucking Keifer Sutherland, and, and like
1: we never heard about it. So
2: yes, how would anyone so- else? exactly but here's here's my favorite fucking line from their like press release the circumstances of launching during a pandemic is something we could have never imagined but other businesses have faced these unprecedented challenges and have found their way through it we were not able to do so yeah it's, oh it's, my god
1: yeah and it's like I, I feel bad for all the people that like don't have jobs now but but it is definitely a case of like I think management just making like being too stubborn in like in some of their decisions and stuff.
2: Well, I, and like, I'm not a business major. Like that's not what I'm taking in school, but I feel like this is just common sense. If we take away the fact that that Quibi was a streaming service and let's just say Quibi is a product, just a product that you're trying to sell. What do you want to do with your product? You want to get it in as many hands as possible. And they didn't do that. Right? Like, you want to sell the most of your product. So, the biggest way to do that is accessibility. And they fucking fumbled that so goddamn hard by not putting it on, you know, Apple TV, Android TV, Xbox, PlayStation, by strictly having it as an iOS or an Android only app. And the fucking ridiculous thing is like, Android TV is based off of Android. So, it's not like they couldn't have just forked that fucking app over because it runs on the same goddamn architecture yeah they just they didn't make it accessible and they put absolutely no promotional material behind it
1: yeah exactly you know and it's it's like you say you you're not a business major but i am and it's like this is like a perfect example of like coming into a market that's really saturated like everyone's doing this and coming in and being like hey here's our unique thing but then not do like not learning from what everyone else has done in the market right like they were just like Oh, we're not going to launch on simultaneous platforms to watch everywhere, okay. And then it's like they were stubborn enough to be like, it's not because we c- we can't, it's because we don't want to, and like they just never adapted to anything that happened. Like they, it's like they just had this stubborn view of what the product was. Yeah, and didn't I... iterate it based on the market and what people wanted. They were just like, no, no, no like well, we're going to keep doing this, and people were like, well, we don't want this, and they were like, no, you do, and it's like. Listen to your market, dumbass.
2: Yeah, I am. I will stand by this statement one hundred percent. If Quibi would have launched, like, kept the same launch date when they opened up their doors, yeah, and launched on multiple platforms across yep. multiple devices, yeah, I bet it would have worked. And actually advertised a little. And I'm yep. not even saying like wild fucking billboards no. and like fucking primetime TV commercial slots. I'm just saying like a couple of fucking banner ads on web pages. And Quibi would still be alive today. Yeah, i i i would i would think
1: think so. Yeah, I don't know if they would, you know, have been super successful, but I bet they still would have been here.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, there's no way they would have been like, you know, anywhere near Netflix or Amazon or Disney. But no. they would still be bringing in money. They would still be alive. Yeah. Yeah, you can't blame the pandemic for this because the mm-hmm. pandemic would have been nothing but a massive boost. Yeah, to your yeah. fucking product.
1: Yeah. So and it's yeah, I think it's it's a case of them not adapting. You know, it's it's the age old, you know, companies not wanting to adapt to to new changes and keep up with the market, and they didn't do that. You know, which is, I I don't know if it's or incompetence, but
2: it was one of them. I'm thinking a little bit of both. Like Maybe I would love to know who the head of adverti- like marketing and advertising was for that company. I like, don't think they
1: had one, so
2: there's no way you have a company like that and you don't have someone who's in charge of marketing and advertising. There's no fucking way. Well I don't You'd, know because I like, didn't see either of them. So Well that's what I'm saying though. <laughs> like I'm saying like that guy like is probably never gonna get hired again if you fucking goes into and goes and like puts his resume down for I don't know fucking to go work at Universal or something like that and they like look through his resume and is like oh director director of marketing and advertising for Quibi for the last fucking year they would probably yeah you're fucking not working here
1: that or they would ask him like hey what's Quibi which I think would be even better yeah exactly so so yeah this is yeah like I I feel bad for the people that. Like, there, there was passionate people working there, you know, not management, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's some of the statements they kind of know is this kind of hilariously ridiculous because it's like, it's not for us, a, our lack of trying. It's like, motherfucker, like, no, it is.
2: Yeah, no, that's exactly <laughs> it. All of this can be traced to your lack of trying.
1: Yeah, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, Quibby. That fucking, that's gonna be a weird business
2: case study in a textbook. I bet. You know, I, I, I just my one takeaway, and not even takeaway, my one hope after this collapses is one that someone's able to pick up their fucking filming tech, because that ability to go from portrait to landscape.
3: Yeah, like, I don't know if you mess with that. It was yeah. very slick. It yeah, was super
2: awesome because you kept the key stuff in frame and like you just rotate your phone and there's just like more oh, yeah. stuff there. But like it yeah. was just it was kind of like being able to like switch camera angles. Like it was yeah. very impressive. Yeah. So I hope someone picks up that tech and like uses it like yeah. to its actual potential. Yeah. And the other thing is, oh, for the love of God, someone please pick up the rights to Reno nine one one.
1: Well, the, the creators have all the rights. So, like, they can just take it anywhere. Like, that was part of, like, when we were talking, when they wanted to sell, like, how they structured all the content rights is, like, the creators of the show always had the rights. It was, like, an exclusivity deal where they're, like, you can just... You'll have it on Quibi for so long, but, like, you still own everything on it. Like, Quibi didn't buy the rights.
2: No, like, Quibi doesn't own the rights to to Reno 911, but I was reading other articles that, like, they don't own the rights to it, but they have an exclusivity deal, and even though Quibi is, like... Shuttering its fucking doors, they basically still hold the keys that no one else can do Reno Nine One One until they either like cancel yeah. out that exclusivity deal or like sell their exclusivity like yeah. back to them or another fucking studio or whenever that deal runs out, right? Yeah, and so. I'm just saying like, oh yeah, watching Hoping the Reno Nine One One come back, yeah, like I hope someone else is like, oh yes, this was good. God, yeah, that that's... show's so good.
1: Yeah, and that might be a case of now. You know, when Netflix or, or whoever can, you know, maybe the creators of that, you know, try to take it somewhere else and be like, yo, pick up these rights, you know, and we got this thing. So,
2: yes, not, not Netflix. I don't want to see Reno or someone, land on yeah. Netflix because Netflix cancels everything. Yeah. So please, Amazon, I'm going to pray to the, to the fucking Jeff Bezos gods here. Pick up Reno 911. <laughs> yeah. Like add it to your ongoing list of like supremely amazing ips that you guys are fucking shelling out top-notch episodes and movies with
1: yeah pretty much yeah the end of quibi rip
2: yeah good fucking
1: riddance Uh, other hilarious hilarious fucking news
2: it's never ending with this like, just, I just want to see it because I'm getting tired of, like, the fucking ever-changing news stories around it.
1: Yeah, and, like, so when they announced, like, that they were reshooting some of the stuff, I, like, like, my interest was always morbid curiosity of, like, what the fuck is this Snyder Cut going to be? Like, I never thought it would get better. I was just like, like, what, what is this going to look like? Um, out of morbid curiosity and, like, during all of that, I kind of got a little bit excited because I was like, man, maybe this would be better and then they announced Jared Leto's Joker is coming back and I was like this is not
2: going to be better <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely no offense to Jared Leto cuz I mean he's a phenomenal musician oh, yeah. and he's an amazing actor. Oh yeah, for sure. But his Joker is the worst fucking DC character I've ever, ever seen. Yeah, it's awful like so I don't
1: I hope it's r- super small. Like I hope it's just like a cameo <sighs> at at most cuz I don't
2: why why i i don't know i i don't know i don't know i I saw this and i was just like Uh, yeah there's no fucking need for this no like the little budget that you get to reshoot like god don't waste it on leto reprising the world's worst fucking joker take and just put that money somewhere else please
1: yeah. yeah like i i i don't know why Fucking Zack Snyder's deciding to do this.
2: Well, fuck me, we're up to four hours now. Yeah, the yeah, Snyder it's cut be... is four fucking hours <laughs> now.
1: That's like longer than. Is that longer than like the Lord of the Rings, like Return of the King director's cut, which is?
3: Like I up think there. it might be.
1: <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it totally is like the director's cut for Return of the King is three hours and 48 minutes so yeah this is toppling that or no Fellowship of the Ring is three hours and 48 minutes looks like maybe the two towers is over four hours
2: well like further reading through the article something was pointed out to me that I didn't think of and this would be the only thing that would get me on board with Leto coming back is if he comes back as the Joker to do some of the storyline where the Joker kills Robin. Yeah. I saw that too.
1: Yeah. Cause I think like, that's the only way it makes sense for him to come back in is like some sort of a flashback to that.
2: Yeah. And I, and I agree. Like I, uh, like we get that scene with Ben Affleck, right. Where he's like walking through, I don't know, the Batcave cave or the manor and we see the Robin outfit and it's got the ha 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 on it. Right, which is obviously a reference yeah. to the Killing Joke. Yeah. So. so if that's how they want to bring him back, then I'm I'm actually for him coming back and having like some sort of cameo flashback where they're like, oh yeah, look, this is the Joker yeah. killing Robin, and then this is why Ben Affleck's Batman is kind of like you know pseudo retired in. Yeah. Right. So I I'd be on board for that, but that's the only yeah. capacity I'd want to see Jared Leto come back.
1: Yeah, me too. And like to be honest, like I don't know. Where it makes sense, otherwise, like, like I don't know where he would fit, you know, in the current timeline of that movie. Like, where do you put, where do you put him otherwise, if it's not some sort of flashback, right? You know.
2: So, I don't know. Maybe the Justice League reboot isn't actually about fighting fucking the Liam Neeson lookalike, and uh, (laughs) it's actually secretly about battling the Joker the whole time.
1: Okay. The whole
2: point
0: was to
1: not
2: make this worse.
1: <laughs> I guess the whole point is people wanted a better out. movie. Oh man, yeah. But, I'm... but also, when you say that, that like sick twisted part of my mind goes like, I, I, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
2: Well, only time will play out. We'll see how that one works. <clears throat>
1: yeah, and then. In other in Snyder Cut news, apparently uh, that Deathstroke character
2: is coming back too. Okay, like, am I losing my mind? Like, where did Deathstroke come from? Like, I know he was in Titans.
1: He was uh, the post credit scene of Justice League, and that was it.
2: Oh, that's where he's from. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, yeah. I don't remember Deathstroke really having anything to fucking do with any of the DC movies. No, and, he was like, in... I know who Joe Mangi- Mangin I don't know how to. Pre- I'm just gonna yeah. the guy who's dating the smoking hot Latino actress from yeah. the Modern Family, married yeah. to. I I actually I like him as a fucking actor and and whatnot, but like, yeah, I don't know. My only like recollection of uh of Deathstroke was Deathstroke in the DC's Titans like TV yeah. show, and it yeah. definitely was not Joe. No. No
1: so he was in that uh, that post credit scene of Justice League and then um for the longest time that Ben Affleck movie um it was rumored that he was going to be like Deathstroke was going to be like the main bad guy of it and that's how they were going to bring him in um so mm. I, I don't know where he ends up in the film like this is another case of like where or, or do you put that like I yeah, I, don't I don't know, know. Like, I just want to see what the fuck this Frankenstein fucking movie is going to look like.
2: You know, something that just occurred to me, like, if we're doing all these, like, and by we, I mean, like, they, because I'm obviously no way, shape or form actively involved. But if we're doing all these, like, reshoots and, like, subtle kind of, like, rewrites and bringing elements in, can we please, please recast someone as Lex Luthor? yeah that we just nice. like redo that <laughs> that would be nice but
1: being that they're they're bringing jared leto's joker back something tells me if anything they would just double
2: down on the current like sleuthier like oh man like you gotta like it's no wonder that these movies were technically fucking flops like not because the storylines weren't good or anything but like i'm pointing to a lot of just like terrible, terrible representations of the comic book characters like in no way, shape, or form was Leto a good fucking Joker, and I love Jared no. Leto, but he was a yeah, terrible Joker, and yeah. that definitely pulled away from those like last few DC films. Like uh, yeah. it was not fun, exciting, or anything to see his weird, tattooed-up modern-day hipster Joker. It was utter fucking trash. Yeah, and like, whoever was in charge and was like, you know what, yeah jesse eisenberg he's gonna make a good lex luther like that person needs to be fired and never never return to hollywood because yeah, they, they clearly be... have no fucking casting sense that yeah the ter- person should just be tossed into the hague because like I, like i honestly you could like it's not that jesse eisenberg was just a bad choice for lex Luthor. like i don't think there could have been a worse choice no i don't for think lex so luther like if I'm just like rattling off like random act- actors off the top of my head, like I think Joe would have been a better Lex Luthor. Ben Affleck would have been a better Lex Luthor. Have Henry Cavill play Superman and Lex Luthor. And that would have been more <laughs> yeah. fucking believable than Jesse Eisenberg. And that's I, yeah. and, like that is not a slight against Jesse Eisenberg because no, I actually great. enjoy like a ton of his fucking movies. And oh, I think yeah. he's a very good actor. Yeah, but a terrible, terrible call. Yeah. To make him Lex Luthor. Yeah. Even a young Lex Luthor. Yeah. 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 Rant over. Yeah, fair
1: enough. Yeah, I'm like, with the news that they're adding a bunch of these people, like, I'm. My sick, morbid curiosity to see what the fuck this four hour cut is is enhanced, I guess, because I'm just like, what the fuck is this going to look like?
2: Yeah, it's just straight morbid curiosity at this point.
1: Like, it can't be... I don't know. I don't
2: know. Fuck. I I don't know. know. There's nothing we can do at this point but just fucking wait and see. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: And then... That uh, Netflix show, You... It's got that third season coming up, which will probably be its last given Netflix's track record. Yeah, I don't see it going any further than
2: three. Nothing ever fucking does.
1: No, Um, but they just cast uh, Scott Speedman
2: in a role, and I'm all right with that. I don't mind that guy. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this uh, pans out. I actually, like, I think You is an incredibly underrated show. Yeah, me too. And I think Netflix did a horrible job when they fucking, like, you know how they, you pop on Netflix and it's like, oh, new on Netflix. And it just kind of shows you like the Netflix trailer for a show mm-hmm. as you like highlight what you're a different show that you may or may not be thinking about watching. Yeah. Their promotional material for it was terrible because yeah, like was. I skipped over that show like a bajillion times because every time that preview came on, I was like, oh, this looks like some really fucking corny love story. Like yeah, but- it looked like a fucking chick flick show to me. Like it looked like a shitty cw show yeah it, it it definitely did and i don't even remember how i ended up just like fucking watching it but then once you actually watch it and you realize what it's actually about you're like yeah oh damn this is interesting as hell yeah and then when you actually like get through the first season you're like holy fuck
1: yeah you're like this is really good and it, like yeah. i had that similar sense of like it kept popping up and i was like this just looks like a shitty cw show like i'm not gonna watch this and then I think I was reading an article or something, or someone, it, it, like a website had done a review, and it was like, you know, the Netflix show that you should be watching that you're not. And I was like, what? I was like, that, that show looks awful. And then I was like, kind of reading through like the review, and I was like, oh, that's what that is? And then I like, was like, fuck it, I'll try an episode. And I was like, oh, that's definitely
2: not what the trailer showed. hmm So. Incredibly misleading. And like, yeah. fucking Netflix, like. You normally do pretty good promoting your shit, but you did a terrible job with that because, like, I swear to God, anyone who's scrolled past that show thought yeah. it was some mushy love story and yeah. was like, yeah, hard pass. In actuality, yeah. it's it's phenomenal. It is one of my favorite Netflix original series.
1: Yeah, me too. I I have a real good time with that show, so... So, yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. I'm down for him joining it because I think he's... He fits the bill of a beautiful person that you would throw on that show, and I think he's decent. So, mm-hmm. what the hell? It says he's going to play Matthew, a successful CEO and husband. So
3: that yeah, could be I'm interesting.
2: Super into it, especially given how the last one ended. So
1: yeah, 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 pretty
0: much. And then.
1: In news about a movie that I had no idea existed, that is coming out, Brad Pitt is doing an assassin movie called,
0: where a bunch of assassins are on a bullet train, and
2: Aaron Taylor Johnson just joined it. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I like, I I don't know, I want to say I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, but like, realistically, as far as like, his fucking... Credits go? Yeah, it's like he. I thought he was really good in kick ass, and I actually really yeah. liked him opposite of Taylor Kitsch in Savages. Okay. So, like, that's really, I guess, in The Wall, too, but I yeah. thought that movie was so so.
1: Yeah, and, like, I I would probably say, like, the only thing I've really liked him in is that kick ass movie. <laughs> so, fair enough. Uh, like, I was more intrigued not by him joining it, but just finding out about this movie and kind of then being really interested.
2: Yeah. Well, Brad Pitt assassin, like that already yeah. sounds like it's going to be. Yeah. Pretty solid.
1: Yeah. The premise is like a bunch of assassins end up on the same bullet train, like maybe trying to like hunt the same person or something. And then chaos ensues. I think that's a cool premise.
2: Yeah. Very so, much into that.
1: Yeah. So it's like, not so hot. I was like, eh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, not my favorite, but this movie sounds cool so
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah this so it's more so just like i hadn't heard about this and was like oh that sounds really cool but yeah not much other news to this other than hey aaron taylor johnson is going to be in something with brad pitt which
2: yeah uh, it's, it's like we don't know a whole lot about it at this point but i mean it yeah. already sounds like it's, it's already got an intriguing plot yeah aaron taylor johnson like i mean he's not an a-list celebrity at this point but he's not no. a bad actor by any stretch and i mean as soon as you throw brad pitt's name in there like yeah i, I think this is going to be successful and I'm i'm very intrigued with it
1: yeah and maybe this is a case of like maybe aaron taylor johnson is you know better as a support role versus like kind of a main you know maybe he kind of shines in kind of a supporting
2: role right yeah well and i think Like, looking at his like, credit history and stuff like that, I think, like, you see it a lot of the time is, like, you have actors that are good actors, but they always seem to fall, you know, by the wayside in terms of, like, their roles. Like, they end up as supporting actors where, like, they get praised for it, but they never really get their shot at showing that they can be a leading man. And then when they do finally get that shot, you're like, oh, my God, like, how come this hasn't been happening before? Like, yeah, like, it's very reminiscent of uh, Chris. Chris Pratt, personally, right? Like, fuck, yeah. I've I've been watching Chris Pratt since, like, he was on the OC, man. He played oh, yeah. Che on the yep. OC. Several episodes. And then, of course, Parks and Rec, where he was a supporting actor. But, like, you know, he wasn't given a whole lot of, like, credence until he, like, was finally, like, a leading man and, like, stepped out in Guardians of the Galaxy. And you're like, yeah, no, this guy is legit. Yeah. I think the perfect example of that is uh, Ben
1: Foster. Mm-hmm. Like he was for like most of his career, he was in supporting roles, and he was always amazing. And then it was, um, I think he did that uh, the Hell or High Water movie with um, Chris Pine, where he was actually like a main, and like he was just as good as a main, and people were like, "Oh damn!" So,
2: I've I've always thought Ben Foster was incredibly underrated.
1: Yeah, me too. He's he's a he's a great actor. So, mm-hmm. so yeah,
2: I have high hopes. Yeah, me too. I've even more high hopes, but also still many preservations with this new Uncharted film, though.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and like, we got
2: our first like screen grab with Tom Holland as fucking Drake, and it looks good. Yeah, like the screen grab looks good, but like I'm just, I'm I'm hoping like I mean Tom Holland's not like he's a pretty sought after guy in Hollywood right now, given his yeah. run as Spider Man, right? And he, yeah. He's obviously a good actor and they're putting him in, you know, keeping him in that kind of like uh, acting box that he does well in with, you know, the, yeah. the action-esque kind of stuff. Yeah. Like not that he couldn't do a serious role, but I mean, like we know he can do action movies well. Yeah. And this is another, you know, action movie. Yeah. I'm just always so scared because like, there's so many video games that I think would make great movies, but then they always end up going to like, low budget fucking studios and they like maybe rope in one big name but then a bunch of like nobodies and then it ends up like shit in the bed because it's just not executed well and i think yeah i've thought for a long time the uncharted series would make great films oh yeah because it's like it has a to be modern, right
1: yeah it's like a modern indiana jones right mm-hmm. you know so it's yeah like i when they first announced this movie like tom holm playing like a younger nathan drake i was like i don't know that i'm on board with that and Like I love Tom Holland but I was like I don't know that that's the Uncharted movie I want you know and then they were like Mark Wahlberg's gonna play Sully and I was like I love Mark Wahlberg but I don't like that and (laughs) so it's like uh, like I uh, I saw this picture and I was like okay like he looks way better than I thought he would and I was like maybe this will be decent but I'm like
2: still kind of like eh I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. Like I said, like, I still have my reservations about it, but, oh, yeah. like, I'm, I'm trying to be hopeful because... Yeah. Like, we re- realistically, we just... We need, like, a couple solid breaks into, yeah. like, big blockbuster movies that are based on video games before that becomes, like, the new Hollywood thing, right? Like, yeah. for the longest time and still kind of to an extent, it's reboots, right? The whole yeah. Hollywood's out of ideas, so let's fucking reboot everything. Like... Yeah. There's an untapped treasure trove of fucking amazing storylines that can be adapted from video games, but until they can prove it's, you know, marketable and profitable, no one's touching that shit. So like,
1: yeah, because they've all just been shit and it's like, we need a few bangers to like get people to go, oh yeah, this is good. You know, and I think you're starting to see that on the TV side, like there's a bunch of good kind of TV stuff that's video game based but the movie side of it is like the complete opposite almost. So Yeah. So yeah. Like I uh, I hope this is good, but like I'm still like super like this is not the uncharted movie I want, but I'm totally <laughs> like willing to be proven wrong when I watch it. Like I hope it's good. Me too. I think that's got a lot of potential, but yeah. But yeah, like this picture surprised me cuz it's like oh that looks that looks better
0: than
3: I thought it would. hmm So, yeah. I'm curious about that movie. Me too.
2: Well, we also have more, another movie to add to the list of, like, fucking movies that are doing watch parties or script rereads, table reads, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it looks like the super bad folks are doing it.
2: Yeah which yeah, I'm, I I'm I'm into this idea like I'm like I it's I don't often very rarely do I ever watch and especially nowadays with everything streaming you don't even really get that option but like, you used to get like a DVD or a Blu-ray where you could like watch the director's cut whereas you're watching it, you get like actor and director commentary yeah and sometimes that stuff is like super interesting oh yeah hell yeah so like I'm ve- I'm very into the idea of like a bunch of the super bad guys getting together and like rewatching the film and telling stories and jokes about while they were filming. Oh it's yeah, like, especially it's an iconic film. Oh yeah, and like it was
1: the big break for a lot of those guys too, right? So it's mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's some interesting stuff that could come from like behind the scenes commentary watching it. So
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I not, agree. Uh, like
2: it's... Not a whole. Like I, whole lot else to talk about no. on that one but no yeah october 27th for anyone who's curious no not soon yeah two days from now
1: hmm. well damn interesting yeah, yeah
2: i, I could have <laughs> done a little less without the whole you know we're doing this to support the joe biden campaign but yeah yeah someone that like gives
1: absolutely zero fucks about politics i'm like yeah cool
2: yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah
1: so it's like, yeah. But hey, if you're a super bad fan, check out this stream. Yeah, for sure. And then in sad news that like I think everyone already knew Netflix's Mindhunter is probably never gonna get a third season.
2: That's so depressing. Yeah. And this That was, was... such a
1: good show. Oh yeah, it was really good. And like this was kind of Already sealed, like I think it was like a year ago or something. I, I think it was someone around the project or Netflix, something. But like all of the actors were released from their contracts, um, and people were like, "Ah, oh, this is kind of dead in the water." And then here, David Fincher was in an interview, and he basically gave a bunch of context, and kind of seems like it's not coming back for a
2: combination of reasons. Yeah, it blows my mind. That uh, it had such a, like, low viewer ratings. Yeah. Not was... ratings, but, like, low viewership, I guess. Viewer numbers.
1: Yeah. And he talks about, like, that it was a, a pretty expensive show. um, So compared to the viewers it was getting, like, it wasn't, like, that ratio wasn't high enough, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I, from a business perspective, I understand that. And I understand yeah. why Netflix wouldn't want to keep putting that kind of money in for something that's not giving them the viewers, but yeah just very unfortunate cause it oh was yeah such a good
1: show oh yeah it was so good and then he also kind of elaborates that like even if like that viewership expensive thing you know worked out that he maybe wouldn't want to come back because he says here he was working like close to 100 hour weeks on it mm-hmm. and he was just get, like getting to the point where he was like i can't do this anymore yeah that's understandable he was, like he didn't have a showrunner so he was being the showrunner director and writer you know all at the same time basically and he was just like i was spending like i he was like i had a house where we were filming because like he went and bought one because he was like i was doing 90 hour weeks you know so it was like that sucks But yeah
2: as someone who has routinely in the past done 110 hour work weeks <laughs> yeah it's fucking exhausting
1: yeah i i have done that uh as well and i've done that for a very long period of time and like by the end of it you're just like I want to walk into traffic.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's like I totally get that. Like, there has definitely been periods where I have done, like, the 100 to for, like, three or four months. And by the end of it, you're just like, I want to shoot myself.
2: <laughs> that's That's been my whole career until I've returned to school, man. Like, oil yeah. field is fucking yeah. long days, long hours.
1: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I get that point of it where it's just like, yeah. By the end of it, you're like, just shoot me.
2: <laughs> yeah. So... I get it. It's yeah. but it's yeah. It's just unfortunate.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's sad as a as a big fan of that show. I like those first two seasons. I just like fell in love with it. It was like hitting all the right notes for me, and I was mm-hmm. like totally on board for a third season. And yeah, it sucks that we won't get one.
0: Very unfortunate.
1: Yeah, like he doesn't like completely rule rule it out, but he's like don't expect it anytime soon. He was so yeah,
2: I'd like to see Amazon pick that show up and hire him a showrunner, so he's not run ragged,
1: yeah, like or or maybe someone else picks it up or something. he just writes the scripts or something and then hands it off, maybe. yeah,
3: so yeah, yeah, sad indeed Ugh.
1: and then some more hBO news. Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac are going to be doing kind of a, I don't know if it's a limited series.
2: I think it is. Yeah, I believe it is a limited series.
1: Yeah. So they're going to do a limited series on HBO. And I was like, I I like both of them a lot. So, you know, I'll be,
2: I'll be completely honest here. I think Oscar Isaac is incredibly talented. And also like one of those people that smashes every role they're in. And it's just such an amazing, well-rounded actor, but you don't hear his name. Like when you think of like, an A-list celeb, right? You think you're Brad Pitts and like those yeah. kind of people, you don't hear his name, but like, he is one of the best actors in Hollywood. Oh yeah. Yeah, that for sure. being, that being said, I don't understand Jessica Chastain. I don't think she is that phenomenal. And yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's something about her. And I was actually thinking about this last night. Cause she constantly pops up, uh, in my subreddit feed. Under okay, like yeah. our celebrities, because everyone's like, "Oh, check out how beautiful and how hot Jessica Chastain is." I don't think she's like not attractive either. No, yeah, I just I like that. all around do not understand the world's infatuation with Jessica Chastain. Yeah, same on the
1: opposite side. Like, I think she's a great actor. So,
2: but yeah, each their own. Yeah. So like, if I uh, decide to delve into this, it's it's gonna it's gonna be for Oscar and not for Jessica.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And for me, I was like, I, I like both of them. Like, I agree, Oscar Isaac is really good, and he doesn't get an, enough credit, but... Uh, no, he definitely does not. Because, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, I think he's extremely talented. Um, and then I'm also in the camp that I think Jessica Chastain is as well, so this was like, oh, I, I love both these people, so I'm totally going to check this out. Um,
3: but, yeah. yeah. It seems like right
1: it's kind of going to be a slow burner, like, kind of Based on like some marriage and stuff like that. So,
3: yeah,
2: it's slightly intriguing, but it's not shooting itself to the top of any of my lists by any means.
1: No, but it might be like one of those things where it's like, oh, I, I don't really have anything to watch. Oh, there's this limited six episode series. Eh, give it a shot, maybe. But yeah, it's definitely not like, oh, I need to set my DVR.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So. so, yeah. HBO, killing it with the talent again
2: always okay so fucking james bond Mm -hmm. apparently the rumors have been quashed at this point but uh yeah it seems for a while there there was lots of news circulating around that potentially uh, the latest james bond film could land on a streaming service yeah so it
1: seems like the rumors were they were maybe looking to to sell it off to like a netflix or an apple tv or yeah i heard apple was
2: the the big contender there
1: yeah and it's and that kind of was the going rumors and then i think it was this morning or last night um basically mgm sent out a statement and was like we don't comment on rumors and it's not for sale it will come out in april so Yeah,
2: yeah and you know what we're gonna probably see in a few months that fucking statement be completely recanted when they're like huh I guess we can't put it in theaters because theaters don't fucking exist anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe this is a case of like they toyed around with the idea of selling it, but then no one's pocketbook was big enough to buy it because it would be like, you would be paying like probably around six or 700 million to buy this movie. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, that's a big purchase. Right. Yeah. So maybe in a few months when they realize, Hey, Hey, like, they can't put it in theaters, maybe it's some sort of a streaming deal or something like that, where they're not selling it, but maybe it's like, hey, you have the kind of exclusive rights and pay us the royalties on this or something. Or maybe they do, like, a simultaneous, like, just VOD release where they're like, hey, give us 20 bucks, and you can watch it or something.
2: Yeah, uh, if there's such a problem with that, though, because like, there needs to be a dedicated, like, v- VOD kind of like service I think you know like there needs to be a Netflix-esque thing of video on demand there's just like too many too scattered and some of them will get the video on demand releases others will not like I mean you can still like rent and buy movies from like iTunes and Google Play and like those places as well as like most cable and satellite companies allow you to like purchase pay-per-view style but like there needs to be like a dedicated fucking one stop shop for all of it across like it, it needs to be unified yeah. in my opinion yeah before like, that's really going to take off
1: yeah and like prime i think has some things where like you can buy channels and stuff yeah so maybe like they have some back end stuff that they could do that way or something but
3: yeah
2: i'm yeah if i i honestly wouldn't be surprised like i said if going into next year at some point we hear that they are They've reached some kind of deal where they're gonna yeah. maybe do a video on it. demand limited yeah. release for like two weeks, and then it's gonna land on a streaming service. Yeah, where like I mean, they're not
1: selling the movie, but maybe they're at some sort of a stream deal or something, right?
2: Yeah, and like I mean, six hundred million for like a movie, like roughly. I mean, no one really knows because they're not really commenting or saying anything. Mum's the word. But like six hundred right. million, although, is a lot of money. Like, to a company like Apple or a company like Amazon or, yeah. like, got, like even if Google wanted to, like, get in on this, right? Like, $600 yeah. million is a drop in the bucket compared to what yeah. they have.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So. so Which, yeah, this not. Is...
2: Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead. Well, it's like, not to get off topic, but, like, speaking of Google, like, am I the only one who's, like, completely surprised that Google hasn't tried to, like legitimately do their own streaming service? Uh, Like, we can't be far away from that, right? Yeah. I mean, they have YouTube TV, and, like, if you pay for the YouTube Platinum, you get, like, some of, like, YouTube exclusives. But, like, YouTube is just so synonymous with, like, free uploading and free watching that, like, they need to launch, like, a legit streaming service. Well, they kind of already have that
1: with YouTube. Like, you can watch like new movies on youtube and stuff
2: so yeah like most of it, the time you have to still pay for them you still have to rent them yeah, like I if you go it. to youtube movies you still got to pay three dollars i'm talking like i can't believe google as a company hasn't made a new subdivision of the company that is like a direct netflix competitor where they can yeah. have you know and like i thought for sure maybe this was coming with their new chromecast that came out which they're oh, calling yeah, yeah. They're calling it Google TV. Yeah. And so, like, I I think maybe something like that's coming down the pike. But, like, I mean, I'm just surprised that they don't have something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You would think maybe they're kind of laying the pipes for it, you know, to do it
2: eventually or something. But they, like, they already have some of that shit going on on YouTube. It wouldn't be hard to just, like, move its location, like. Or make some sort of a hybrid YouTube streaming like no don't encourage that behavior it. google's all of google's fucking world is so weirdly fractured as it is they need to knock that shit off i but know and
1: like, they're notoriously terrible for like supporting something for like a year and then just killing it
2: and fucking yeah. everyone's like oh shit you know yeah they need to knock that stuff off yeah so it's... it's like they're killing google play music now in favor of youtube music yeah like it's super fucking weird but yes they need a streaming service and like it's not like they don't have stuff like I've I've had a lot of my friends recently talk about how they think Cobra Kai is amazing and Netflix is killing it with that show. Yeah. And in my head I'm going, That was a YouTube original. That was a yeah. YouTube television show. Yeah. That that didn't start on Netflix. It's not a Netflix show, it's a YouTube show.
1: Yeah, and then Netflix bought it for mm-hmm.
2: however much, but yeah. Anyway, sorry, totally off topic, but No,
1: that's fine. But but yeah. This would've been interesting if this happened. Like it would, it, if, like, a Netflix or, like, a Prime announced that, like, we bought the next James Bond movie and it is exclusively here, that would have been massive.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a big deal right there.
1: That kind of would have been a game changer. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I'm curious if something does come of this, where it's some sort of a, a rental or streaming deal where they give a few people exclusive rights or something, and maybe it's, like, a hey, you can fucking
2: pay on your cable box or
1: something stupid like that
2: yeah but that's why i'm of the theory that there needs to be a consolidated app yeah because like i said like i can go and rent something or buy something on apple i can do the same thing on google i can do the same thing on amazon i can do the same through thing through like the cineplex store i can do the same thing through shaw same through telus bell rogers yeah like these these AMC needs to like get rid of all their physical locations and start like, you know, theater at home or theater on the go yeah. where you can like, you know, do this shit at home.
1: Yeah, because I think that'd be the only people that could do it, that could get all of the studios, you know, to do their stuff in one place, right? Yep.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah, this was kind yeah. of a crazy story until fucking MGM came in and was like, yo, yo the phone,
2: <laughs> yeah, like let a guy have a little hope. like I'm sick and yeah. tired of movie delay after movie delay yeah. after movie delay, and it's just gonna keep happening. It's like, oh yeah, with the whole resurgence second wave happening right now, like they're talking about closing businesses again and all this yeah. other stuff, like all the movies that were pushed to like October, November got pushed until December, and all those are gonna get pushed until the new year, and then who knows, yeah,
1: yeah, I think if if it does end up where it's you know, all the theaters are closed down again and it's like another year of not releasing movies, I think you're going to start to see a lot of these studios like kind of really quickly change their tune and be like, okay, we got to get it out somewhere, right? You know, and D- Disney's kind of already laid the pipes for that. You know, they've already tried it a bunch, you know, and with that restructuring, it seems like they're kind of poised to even do that even further. So. Mm-hmm. so, yeah. It's interesting times in the movie industry. Yes, it is. So it's kind of fascinating to watch from the sidelines. And kind of depressing. Yes, and also kind of depressing. <laughs> but fascinating nonetheless.
3: Mm.
1: Which oh. I also find fascinating is Michael B. Jordan might be directing something.
2: Yeah, I'm all for people stepping out of their acting roles. Yeah. It kind of bothers me where it's like every act or every musician thinks that they can act yeah and like every every actor actor thinks they can
1: direct yeah pretty much um i mean this is the the talks are is that he's going to be directing creed 3 which i think if you're going to make that step i think that that's a logical step for him being involved in those two movies Mm -hmm. i think that would make sense it wouldn't you know, if it, if the news was like he's directing some other random movie, I'd be like, hey, "Good luck." Um, but I think it kind of makes sense.
2: But, yeah, I mean, I probably won't watch it because I haven't cared about any of these Creed movies one little bit. So. Oh really? I've been a big
1: fan of both of them, so so I'm kind of curious if this ends up being the case. Because yeah. you'll have to keep me posted. Because yeah, I haven't seen fucking any of them. Yeah, because I'm I love the original Rocky movies and I, I've been a big fan of these these two Creed movies, probably because boxing's my favorite sport, but but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm on board with this, maybe. I, I don't know if he's got any directing jobs, but yeah. Fair enough. It makes sense that this would be the way to go if he was doing it. So, and he would have a lot of help because Stallone's directed and you know, he seems to have a really good relationship with Ryan Kugler, the director of the second one, so...
2: Yeah, he'll definitely a, have a solid support system.
1: Yeah, so maybe that's a case if they're kind of coaching him doing it, you know, so he doesn't completely fuck up a franchise, but... So...
2: Well, and I, even though I'm not into it, that's still a pretty big franchise. Oh,
1: yes. it It is very well-received, and they make money. So mm. I think it would make sense, you know... I think it would play with the audience to be like, hey, he's he's directing, you know, and you've also got kind of some, you know, like you Ryan Coogler and you're Stallone kind of helping them do it or whatever. So it's, they can kind of keep him on the rails kind of thing. So I think that would make sense.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. And then it looks like the
1: Sopranos guy, David Chase is uh doing some more stuff for hbo
2: yeah that's exciting i still i still need to finish watching the sopranos but i mean i don't need to have seen it to know that it it's it's in the history books as one of the greatest television shows of all time
1: oh yeah and it is like i've i've gone through the sopranos like two or three times kind of thing so it's yeah this excites me and he's been kind of steadily working with hbo i believe he did something else I'm I thinking of the dude who did The Wire.
0: I'm not sure. I'm just pulling up his credits here. No, no, it was just... He just did The Sopranos. Okay,
1: I was thinking of someone else. But...
2: Yeah, The Sopranos on one hand was thoroughly good, whereas The Fucking Wire was a goddamn mess. Hey now. In my opinion. Hey now. Not that it was a bad show, but like fucking the inconsistencies between the seasons and then just kind of like good to bad to really bad to like good again and then like as it's getting super good it just ends. I still stand by it it's one of the greatest shows ever. It was good. I don't I don't know if I'd put it in that category yeah, but yeah. fair enough. I wanted to and honestly I feel like if they did another season or maybe two after like the final season they did it would have been for me in that category but like the first season i thought was like good but slow and then the second season i was like what the fuck are you guys doing like it was a dumpster fire in my opinion and then it like started going back to good again and then that last season they did i thought was phenomenal and i couldn't wait for another one but it was it was over yeah also also to be fair i like when I say I couldn't wait for another one, like, I wanted another one, because I went back and watched it after the fact, so it just might have right. been another one of those, like, it gets super hyped up, and maybe yeah. given the time when it was actually, you know, being released on HBO, yeah. it was, like, a, a real banger, but, like, if you go back and watch it, because, you know, it's old and dated at this point, it didn't oh, yeah. didn't have the same effect for me. Yeah, I could see that. So, But...
0: But yeah,
1: David yeah. Chase's, uh, this is, the series kind of seems kind of weird. It's like, what is this? It's
0: kind of, trying to like find the
1: words to kind of explain it, but it's like, based in the early 1900s and follows two men that kind of form unlikely partnerships and become pioneers in the age of motion pictures so yeah
2: i mean there's potential there it's, yeah if you, you got him at the helm and you're and you're back on hbo like yeah there's no I, way this doesn't do extremely well
1: yeah yeah pretty much so i think it's it's yeah yeah you got you got the team back together right you know mm-hmm. so it's I, yeah, I I I don't think there's too many ways this ends up being like everyone's like, oh, this sucks. I think it's like this is this is good. This is David Chase back at HBO. So yeah, I'm all for
0: this. Mm-hmm. Good old HBO. Amazing good as always. Old HBO. Amazing as always. Well, I think that's all about I uh, can think of for news this week yep that's about all i got
2: well then let's get into what we saw this week
1: yeah so i take it we both finished off that season of the vow i did yeah yep so what do you think
2: uh again like i i still kind of stand by my original thoughts from i don't know last week or the week prior where it started off really strong and got me really hooked and then to me it felt like the last not the not excluding the season finale, but the like, I don't know, two to three episodes prior to that, it just kind of felt like they were dragging their feet where they were like, it was just, it felt very repetitive to me and it yeah. didn't seem like very exciting. I wasn't learning anything new. I wasn't yeah. getting that same sense of uh, intrigue.
1: Yeah, the like, here's the new uh,
2: like reveal kind of thing. Yeah, so like it, it started like... It captivated me. I was into it. I was like, holy shit, this is wild. Like, just completely enveloped and fascinated by the whole story. And then, you know, midway through, it's just like, okay, I feel like you guys pretty much put all the good stuff in the first half of the season. And now you're just struggling to fill an hour-long episode with just, like, random shit and you're repeating yourself. But then, that being said, the season finale, right into it, it was you know, super awesome to see how yeah. it all ended. I was a little bit miffed that, you know, like his arrest and like the pictures and videos of him in Mexico and stuff was really just like the last like 15 or 20 minutes of the episode. I yeah. felt like they should have started off yeah, kind of with that so you could cover more in depth about all of, you know, his arrest and what was going on with that. I also thought it was Mighty Suspect that like they strictly focused on ranieri's arrest and they didn't really mention the fact that like um ali Mack was pretty yeah. much being hit with the same shit and was also arrested
1: yeah and i think that why they did that is i think because that's what that second season is going to focus a lot on so i'd like well, i think they kind of held back a little bit
2: because
1: they're he, doing that second season
2: yeah the second season from all all accounts that i've read is supposed to be more in-depth about you know raniere as a person because this is kind of like raniere's effect on everybody else and yeah. the new season is supposed to be more like him and his mindset and what's going on through his head and
1: yeah and there's that line at the end of the the finale where like he's talking to someone about about the documentary or whatever right so it's mm-hmm. there may be kind of teasing that they're maybe gonna have an interview with him or something so
2: yeah they definitely did do he i read an article because it turns out this isn't the only uh docu-series about nixon no no. there's another yeah. one called seduced that showcase or showtime has done or is about to release or did release. I haven't checked it out yet. I just read yeah. about that, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it definitely won me back in the last episode and I am excited and will check out the second season. Cause like, I've yeah. still so many questions and I want to know so more about Ranieri. but I oh, still yeah. am going to be bothered to this day about how they only focused on his ar- arrest yet throughout the season, they make it very clear that Allie Mac is like his number two and yeah. she's like very responsible for a lot of this stuff and her initials are part of the branding, but then they yeah. only talk about Raniere being arrested and there's not even a mention that Ali Mac was picked up too.
1: Well, they had to a part where like they showed her coming out, you know, the courtroom or something like that. Like, they didn't completely ignore it, but they they kind of glossed over it. They gave the briefest mention of her arrest and showed like her walking out of something and then they were right back to him.
2: So yeah. No, but to, to be fair, if you watch it, they don't actually mention her being arrested. Cause she was arrested at the same time he was in Mexico, like not at the exact same time, but like they arrested him and then she got arrested like pretty much like very in a very short time frame after Aniri's. Arrest and all that stuff, but like in that right. episode, they show like a clip of Ali Mac coming out of the courthouse and it's like a news reporter's commentary, like Ali Mac was there to be arraigned or something like that, but they never actually say like Ali oh, Mac was yeah. arrested while in Mexico. Yeah. Ali Mac is also being charged with sex trafficking and this oh, and yeah. that and this and it's like yeah, I think I, I like I understand what you're saying with glossed over, but I feel like glossed over is like a huge understatement especially how they definitely build this whole thing around Raniere but they also like pseudo build a lot of this up around Allie Mack. like she's a real focus in the the whole DOS organization Oh yeah, and then yeah. it just seems like oh yeah we got Raniere like who cares about Allie Mac Raniere was the one we wanted yeah yeah that is true like they definitely
1: kind of built her up and then didn't really show a whole lot like they did him so yeah, yeah. I could see that but yeah, like I agree that, like I think that last episode brought me back up a little bit. Um, and like like you said, like I'm I'm curious about that second season. I'll definitely watch it. But but yeah, that last half of the season, like I just feel like it didn't have those what what a documentary series needs, where it's like here's the reveal this episode, right? Mm. Like here's here's the thing that you want to come back because you you're gonna get that other tidbit, right? Yeah. So. But like all in all, like I still think it's a good, good enough documentary. It's just if it would have had a stronger latter half, I like I would have been way more hot on it. Um, because it's like you like that first half of the documentary season was like oh this is like probably one of my favorites of the year, and then like it got to that last half and I was like okay this just kind of went down to like eh, it's a it's a good documentary. So
2: yeah, so I'm I'm definitely curious to see how the uh, second season pans yeah, out. Yeah, me too. Because i definitely i've i've there's a lot more that i think could be I, like i think you can do a whole season just on like raniere himself not the yeah. cult and you know how it's affected people's lives but like his mentality how did he grow up why is he this way why is he so you know smug and you know feels like he's the smartest guy in the room kind of thing right like get yeah into, if, get into the psychology a little bit
1: yeah like who, how the fuck does this guy think that he can make his own math yeah, <laughs> like get out of that, right? You know, um, yeah, yeah. I think there's some potential there, so I think depending on where they go with that, th- that second season could be real good. But mm-hmm. yeah, so the pal, it's decent.
2: Yeah, it's good. Definitely, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely
1: worth a watch. It's just, yeah, like we're not shitty on it. It's just we had some problems, but overall yeah. pretty good. So, yeah. That's all I got on The Vow.
2: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all. Yeah. all I have to say, too.
1: Yeah. So I got I got back into watching Whose Line Is It
2: Anyway? With yeah. uh, Aisha Tyler hosting? Or are you talking yeah. like you went and rewatched like, old-school Drew Carey?
1: I was going to start with old-school Drew Carey, and then I couldn't find it. Um, but I got the Aisha Tyler stuff. So I just started watching that as, like, kind of some after work comfort comfort food and like watching an episode on my lunch break because they're like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and i just forgot how fucking amazing that show is like it's just it,
2: yeah it really is like it's it's phenomenal even yeah. like i, I the I, the older stuff would you carry like that's the old school og oh, yeah. kind of thing right oh yeah but like, for sure that not to take away from aisha tyler stepping in as a host at all like i mean that yeah. show is made funny because like Colin Mockery, Ryan Stiles, yeah. Wayne Brady—like those guys are so goddamn good. They're at so at improv.
1: They're so fucking hilarious, and like I, I've always been a fan of the show, and like I uh, like I'll always love the Drew Carey stuff, but like Aisha Tyler is a perfect example of a new host coming in, but the core of that show not changing, you know. And like I just forgot, like rewatching it is, it's kind of like comfort food after work. Like I would watch three or four episodes, and like by fail, like, pretty much every night, my, like, jaw was hurting from laughing because it's just, like, so good. It's so good.
2: Yeah, so, so good.
1: Like, the improv game they have is ridiculously good. Like, it's, that's such a skill to be able to do what they do. Like, just off the cuff. It's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so, yeah, there's not, not much more I want to say other than I forgot how amazing that show is and yeah it's super good
2: yeah big big I, fan
1: i especially love it when they like do an improv bit and like it pulls a bunch of other people out of it because like they have to laugh because it's just like so ridiculous <laughs> and i forgot how dark they can get on a fucking cw show with some of their <laughs> jokes where it's just like oh wow uh, they, they just did that and it's like some of the times it's just like wow and it's hilarious but it's just like oh man that's good, and really dark. Yeah. But th- that's what came out. So,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah, that show's good. It ma- it made me happy. So, I figured I would bring it up. And then but, I
2: see American Horror Story. How far are you now? Uh, so, I only
1: watched, like, three episodes of that carnival season. And I don't know that that carnival season's for me.
2: That's that's fair. I had had a similar reaction. I didn't think it was anything stellar, but...
1: No, like, it's still good. Like, the core of that show, I think, is is, is still good. Like, it's still a well-made season. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's just not, you know, it's not hitting as much as the other seasons did for me. Um, And, yeah, like what you said, that clown is creepy as fuck. Um,
2: So. Yeah, Twisty the Clown is, like, one of the most gnarly fucking... Like clown killer esque fucking like horror yeah. characters I've yeah. ever seen. Like he's so fucking intense and creepy yeah. to look at. Yeah, it's so disturbing.
1: It is. It it definitely put me back where I was like, oh, shit. I was like, all right, we're going down this road. Um, but yeah, like it like it's still good. It's still American horror story. Like like at its core, it's still very well done. But I just think it's that carnival setting for me is not hitting as much as the other seasons were. Um, so this, this season might turn into my season where it's like, okay, I'm going to have the sun in the background as I do stuff or play a game or something and tune into the important bits or something or something like that. Or maybe it ends up winning me over and sucking me in in the latter half of the season, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, but I'm starting, starting to get back into the American horror story after a little, little hiatus, but still good.
2: Yeah, well, and hopefully the next season ropes you back in. I I, I right with you there. Like there was just something about that carnival season that it kind of was like, eh. yeah.
1: And like there there is some bits where I was like, oh, this is really good. But like like overall, I'm like, oh, okay. The, just the carnival theme isn't hitting for me, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, with that kind of being the crux of the show is like each season is a new theme, right? Like if you're not super hot on that theme, you know, it's you're not gonna enjoy it as much, right? Yeah. <coughs> You know, it was that Covenant, uh, you know, season, like, wasn't your, you know, up there for you, but turned out to be my favorite, right? It's, you know, if you're not into that theme, then you're not going to like it as much, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: So that's, that's really all I have for that. Like I said, I only watched like three, maybe four episodes. I can't remember. So I'm not terribly far in. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's still solid.
0: All
2: right, then. Well, I sat down and watched the new Borat movie. okay. And how was that? Oh, my God, It was so goddamn funny.
1: <laughs> okay. see like i I never cared oh. for the first one. so oh, you didn't. No, so like I like I totally didn't care about the sequel, but,
2: yeah, then you're probably not overly gonna care about this one. I yeah. will say this one was definitely more politically motivated. The first oh, okay. one was just like stupid nonstop fun, right. whereas. This one was <clears throat> that same kind of comedy, very like right. shock and like, oh my God, but it was very much so like to get people who are watching it to kind of like right. think about what is happening in the States in terms of okay, politics yep. and the pandemic and oh, okay. and stuff like that. Okay. But it's, it's still so funny. And yeah. from the other people I've talked to a lot of them, well, not a lot of them, but a fair amount of them, have said that they didn't find it as funny as the first one because it wasn't as vulgar no oh, really as the first one huh and Weird. and granted yes it definitely is not as like vulgar and shocking as the first one but i personally i felt the jokes in this one landed better oh really than the first one yeah just because they are actually like targeting stuff like right, right. they actually like, got kind of some weight behind them right yeah and like so, so it, it's very it's very much like this the south park humor right like when right. you're spoofing and making fun of like current day yeah. events like to me that's just like next level comedy as far as i'm concerned
1: yeah, yeah me too, and, and
2: it really was and like i honestly I, like for you i can i can understand the first one definitely not being in your wheelhouse i could see how you would enjoy that i think that the second one you would find better than the first one. Oh, really <laughs> there's just, there's just a lot of like there's a couple like shock vulgar fucking moments in there right right but like a lot all of it again comes back to like kind of education to an extent it's like okay yeah through his like kind of shock humor they tackle issues such as like abortion and like holocaust deniers and like anti-mask and antifa protests and okay. all that other stuff so like It's pseudo informative, but at the same time, like still really funny. And right. That movie won me over in the first 10 fucking minutes because he's talking, he makes a comment about, he goes, he's going back to America, but times have changed. There's a pandemic happening and people are protesting over this and that. And a lot of, and then he makes a comment that everyone seems to be dressing up in blackface. And he shows a picture of Trudeau when he did the black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice! And right there, I was like, "Yep, I'm in." Okay. I am fucking in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, maybe I'll check it out then, if
1: it's because yeah, I and I I want to say the first poor I was when I was managing the theater, and I, so that would have been a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just a case if it didn't hit for me then, but maybe it would now.
2: It, that's entirely possible. Yeah. It, if if like the shock vulgar humor isn't your thing, there's definitely less of that in the second one, okay. and more like South Park esque. We're drawing parallels to right. real world stuff going on in this one. Right. The end okay. of the first one. So
1: hmm. huh. maybe I'll check it out then.
2: Yeah, hmm. I, I I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Hmm. And like there's one scene where I won't say anything other than. Borat and his daughter do a fertility dance, and I was fucking... I was crying. I was <laughs> crying, wiping tears. Like, they were just... Just... Flowing out of my <laughs> eyes. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Uh, maybe I'll put it on the list and check it out. Mm-hmm. So. hmm So... Well, that's good. Like, I'm good the sequel actually, like, lived up. Because that's always the tough part, like... Especially with comedy sequels, right? It's like, you yeah. gotta hit just as much or more than your first one, right? And it seems like, at least for you, this one is like totally hitting it on on every aspect. So, so that's cool. I like that because that's comedy sequels are hard. So,
3: yeah, I
2: I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I know a lot of people were like, man, it wasn't quite as shocking and funny as the first one. But to me, it was. I, I almost think this one I personally thought was funnier than the first one.
1: Yeah, I was just about to ask. Like, do you think this is this is better than the
2: original? It depends on what you're after. If you're just after like pure fucking jackassery, shock, vulgar kind of comedy, then no, the second one was not as good as the first one. But if you want a little bit more backing and more real world parallels to your kind of comedy, then this one was far none better than the first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll add that to the list maybe. If I, get, mm-hmm. if I want a
1: nice comedy one night or something.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: As unsolved mysteries. Yes. How far t- did you get? I watched the first two so far.
1: Okay. I've, I've watched the first. Ooh, four.
0: I think. Yeah. Four. I believe I've seen.
1: So I think I got like two left. Oh, damn. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. Uh, at least I think this, I think it's good. Um, It's more unsolved mysteries. And I was a big fan of that first batch of episodes. And I am still a fan of so far the second batch of episodes. So, yeah. It's good.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, like I said, I only watched the first two. But yeah, I just like that you throw it on while you're doing stuff and like, You catch the intriguing parts. And yeah, it's, it's super. I'm super into it. Yeah, that's kind of why I added. Like, I also ended up burning through the entire season of. I think it's called The Innocence Project.
1: I'm not sure. It's
2: it's also on Netflix, but it's it's about oh. it's a it's about people from the Innocence Project, and oh, okay, yeah, that one was super captivating. I'll let you finish talking about Unsolved, but I'll talk about it after. Sure. But,
1: but yeah, no, I think I think exactly what you said for Unsolved. Like, it's a, it's a great show to kind of thrown in the background and just kind of like get into it and I also find that it's also a good thing to just like sit down for an hour and just be like man I want to learn about this mystery. Um right so it's and yeah I think the second batch of episodes is is on par with the first and I it looks like they're kind of doing what they're doing with that first batch where it's like most of them are like unsolved murders or disappearances and then there's kind of like a an odd oddball weird one that doesn't involve either Mhm. See. So yeah, it's solid. If you liked that first batch of episodes, you'll like the second batch. So.
3: All right then.
2: then. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I got a couple down and I've I've been into it so far.
1: Yeah. No, I I hope they continue like just dropping, you know, five or six every couple of months. Like that would be a great thing for Netflix, I think, if they were to to yeah. keep it steady, like steady content every few months or I think we've talked about this before, about Netflix bringing back, like, TGIF or something like that. I also think it'd be cool if they just did a serialized, like, here's here's this week's Unsolved Mystery. Yeah. I think that'd be cool, too, where it's like, hey, every Thursday, check out the new Unsolved Mysteries episode. Yeah, that'd be pretty
2: slick. Yeah.
1: So, listen to us, Netflix. Don't cancel (laughs) it. You just bought it.
2: Yeah, for the love of God. For the love
1: of God, don't cancel Unsolved Mysteries
2: enough of this three season and done bullshit yeah pretty much so tell me about the Innocence Project okay so it's actually called the Innocence Files on okay. Netflix I just double checked so it's called the Inno- Innocence Files okay but it is about for those yeah. who haven't heard it's about the Innocence Project which is a group what? of like lawyers that do um, was that what's that fucking word Pro bono work. Yeah, to get and, people
1: out that didn't commit the crime.
2: Yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah, exactly that. You're trying to get someone off of out of jail or off death row yeah. for a crime that they didn't commit, yeah. and it. I think there's only nine, eight or nine, maybe a full ten, okay. in there. No more than ten. They're yeah. an hour long episode, yeah. but it's it's super intriguing. Yeah, like and it's it's incredibly fascinating too, because there are some. They kind of break the episodes into parts. Okay. And like the parts uh, in some cases span multiple episodes. Okay. So like, I think part two uh, talks about um, forensic sciences and they, and that part two spans like two episodes, maybe even three where they okay. specifically go over um, flawed forensic evidence that gets submitted to courts. Oh, right. And gets people convicted, but it's like super flawed. Like they right. they show one case where they get a guy out who gets put in jail and the only evidence that they have against him is a dentist comes forth as an expert witness and says the bite marks on a body match his dental oh. records. Yeah. And like that's the only evidence. He's like, oh, Well, yeah. no, I was here, like I have an alibi, like that wasn't me, but it's like well, look, here's a mold of your teeth. And if I roll this the teeth in a certain direction, it matches these weird bite marks that we found on the leg of this this right. girl. Right. And that that right there. Yeah. Other than that circumstantial evidence, which isn't even circumstantial. It's like yeah. they, so he ends up going to jail. And so yeah. like there's a couple episodes about multiple cases where it's like really bad forensics. Okay. Lends yeah. people in jail because it's not a legit science. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's not it's not
1: foolproof, right? Yeah, and I've seen, like, documentaries that, like, where it's been, where it's like, oh, they're redoing the case and they toss stuff out because of that, right? You know, like, I think I've seen a documentary where, where it covered, like, okay, the dude was convicted and then they got a retrial and then he wasn't because, like, a key thing was, like, they use cell phone towers, which aren't terribly accurate at determining the location or something, right? You know? Yeah, so,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. And then so like that's one of the parts and then in like another part they go over like um, I don't know what the technical title they called it was in the series for it. But it was more or less about um, like corruption like when a a police officer needs to close a case and blame someone they'll just kind of like hone in on someone that they think is probably the most likely suspect and will do everything in their case and build the case around said suspect instead of the other way around so like they talk about another guy that they ended up getting out of jail and he was arrested for robbing a store and a cop responded to the robbery and the cop was shot oh okay and killed and that was in philadelphia so he goes to jail for like robbery and for manslaughter of this this cop murder one or whatever they call it capital murder and uh like he was at home sleeping on his girlfriend's couch at the time and like actually called his girlfriend like in the morning, but they couldn't find the phone logs to prove this. And then it turns out like 20 years down the road, they're trying to like reinvestigate this case. They contact the tele, the telecoms company and they're like, we don't have records dating back that far. Well, some some wife or whatever's like cleaning out a garage, finds a box that's marked case files and in there is the phone logs. Oh, geez. That at the time that they were tr- like had this guy on trial and were convicting yeah. him, they said that they couldn't get copies of the phone logs to prove that he made that call, but they actually did. Like they had a copy oh, yeah. of the phone logs and they withheld it from the defense and they withheld it from like court in general, because they knew if anyone saw that, that that would prove this guy's innocence, but they needed, they needed a guy to go down for the murder of this cop. So they fucking just took the phone logs and hid them. Oh shit. Yeah. Like just like really, really fucking messed up shit like that. There was another one where a poor guy goes to jail because he was allegedly like on a raping spree. Like he was raping women at knife point and they did like rape kits and stuff like that. And they convicted this guy strictly based on a sketch that the woman gave to the police. Like they sat her down and did like the, the sketch artist, like what did he look like? Well, the sketch that this woman gave the guy is incredibly inaccurate because the entire time he was committing this crime, he had like nylon over his face. She was blindfolded and tied up and was facing away from him so like she didn't legitimately get a look at the guy but she kind of was like well based on like what i did see little glimpses and the way he sounded this is what he looks up looks like so they fucking arrest a guy strictly based on the fucking artist's rendering and put him on death row and he's in jail for like 15 years all the while they had like a rape kit done on her with like sperm and DNA from the scene of the crime. They had cigarette butts with DNA and none of that stuff was admitted into court as evidence going, Hey, look, this guy you put in jail, his DNA is not on the cigarette butts from the rapist. His DNA is not inside the girl from the rape test. We did like none of it, but he still did 10 or 15 years on death row before they were able to get him out. Like it's just, it's, it's fascinating. But, yeah. Like it's wild to see just how, how terrible the justice system really is. Yeah, just how
1: like, fucked up it can really
2: get. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking wild, man.
1: Yeah. No, I'm super into that. I I didn't even see that on Netflix, um, mind you, I I don't go on Netflix a whole lot to be honest lately, but mm, that's fair. But now that I know that, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out that show. So.
2: Yeah, it's it's wild, man. Like you just you hear some of the stories how they ended up in jail and then you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like this is this is all it took for them to convince a jury that this guy was yeah. guilty? Yep. It's wild. It's just fucking wild.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So, I you know I'm totally going to check that out now that you brought that up cuz I I didn't know that was a thing and I'm probably going to binge that. So,
2: yeah, it was definitely definitely good worth a watch. It's just incredibly interesting
3: yeah
1: no that seems that seems right at my wheel hose so Mm -hmm. no that's
2: cool yeah other than that that's really all i managed to choke down this week i still have to catch up on big brother
3: i was archer
2: supernatural isn't big brother like coming to an end soon yeah this week oh so wednesday's finale night oh shit
1: so we're gonna get some big brother talk next week oh yeah we will yeah Fair enough, because, yeah, I was going to ask. I was like, I keep talking about Dancing with the Stars, and you haven't talked about your shitty reality TV show yet
2: in a while. Because it's not shitty. Hey, fair enough. Although, granted, fucking, it bothers me to an extent how they call this, like, an all-star season, and it's like, really? Like, you you had 21 seasons or 22 seasons you could have pulled from previous fucking players, this, and, like...
1: This is who you brought?
2: Yeah, well, some of them for sure. Like, the majority of the players in that show either have one came in second, or came in third. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah, I would absolutely count those people as all-stars. If you're in the top two or three, I would would consider you an all-star. That being said, they brought David back onto that show, who was the first one evicted from last season. Right. He was in the house for, like, a week. And, like, just watching him play the game, you're like... Why are you here? Yeah, like he is in no way, shape, or form an all-star, and has openly admitted on the show that he doesn't watch Big Brother and hasn't watched any of the previous seasons, and is just a fucking terrible player. That's so it's like why the fuck is this guy on here? That's awful. And then they have they brought a few other people on there, and like I don't know what they were thinking. Like maybe they were thinking like, oh, we have a very white cast, so we need to bring back some other players. But like they brought back Bailey and like nothing against Bailey, but she was from two seasons ago. She was not an all-star. Like I think she yeah. finished, you know, eighth. Like she was in the jury, but she wasn't, she wasn't top three. Hmm. Right. So like some yeah. of their picks, I'm just like, why, why? Like if you're going to call this an all-star season, then it's bring all-stars. in all-stars. Because, yeah tons of other players that i've seen like out on twitter that are like hey like yeah i won my season i never got contacted to see if i wanted to return oh uh, really yeah but then they bring on these other people like i don't know i'm obviously it was like oh well, we think this would be an interesting house and a good mesh of different characters and personalities right but no hmm. no which is a shame like i'm i'm terrified because like it has not been a phenomenal season and to have an all-star season i don't i haven't been checking in to see how it's been doing you know ratings wise right but i can't imagine it's doing stupendous because like anyone who's a fan of big brother like a real fan is going to watch it through to the end anyway but if you're one of those like oh big brother's entertaining but only if it you know if i get invested in the characters there's no way those people were, like, invested in the people.
1: Well, that's exactly what happened, you know, with me. Like, I, I was a casual Big Brother fan, but it was, like, kind of the thing where it's, like, if the game playing, like, I get really into the people, then I'll stick with it. And I got, like, six or seven
2: episodes in, and it was just, like,
3: eh. <laughs>
2: yeah, Yeah, and that's, so that's it's, fair. It's like, yeah. it has me just concerned, because if it doesn't perform well, then, like, you know costs not a whole lot of fucking money i mean grand prize is like a hundred thousand plus some luxury comps plus yeah. whatever they because they get paid while they're in there too eh yeah it's not they a lot, like a, but they get like a, a weekly stipend, pay, yeah yeah stipend so i mean like there's no way like a whole season of that show caught co- for sure well no i guess once you include like the producers the cameramen who have to like edit and stuff yeah. but like it's it's not gonna run you the same as like a a 22 episode season of like, you know, big bang or modern no. family. Like it's, it's not in there. Cause you're not paying actresses and yeah. actors. Right. But yeah I'm just always scared that one, one year the ratings are just going to be so bad that CBS is like, I'm done with this. Yeah. And like, I'm a Canadian, but no offense to everyone else out there. Canadian big brother fucking blows compared to American big brother. It is yeah. not as good.
1: Yeah, I, try, I tried it one year, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And just, like, immediately, like, shut it off. I think it was after I watched a really good season of the U.S. side, and I was like, oh, I'm going to check out this Canada one because I'm, like, super hot on Big Brother. And I turned it on, and I was like, what the fuck is this?
2: <laughs> I try every year. Every year I try to watch Big Brother Canada, and I never make it past, like, week right. four. Right. Every yeah. year. And, and this year was, like, the worst year ever because prior to them canceling the show entirely because of covid there was like literally in the span of like 4 weeks only one person was like legitimately evicted and they right. had they had two people that were just straight up kicked off the show right because you know viewership those viewers were too sensitive and were getting you know upset on the fucking internet so they straight up kicked two people out one person self evicted And right before they ended the season, the next person was like, yeah, I want to be nominated. I want you to vote me out. I want to go home. I don't want to be here. So it's like, holy fuck. You have like the first month or whatever of the whole show. And like nobody like legitimately is playing or having to play the game because everyone's getting kicked out, self-evicted, evictions getting canceled. It was just utter garbage. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Anyway, that's my big brother rant. We'll talk okay. about it more next week after I get the fucking season finale in.
1: Uh, fair enough. So, yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on the overall season. So,
2: I'm curious what my thoughts are going to be as well.
1: Yeah. And for everyone out there, Dancing with the Stars is still decent. Except for Tyra Banks. Bring back Tom run.
2: Yeah, hey, I don't like your odds, bud.
1: No, neither do I.
3: <laughs>
1: next, this week's Halloween night, so I'm excited for that because the dancers are pretty good. And there's actually a few people that are not athletes that are, like, kicking the shit out of the athletes, which is nice, so. Yeah, it's always good to see. Because that's always usually a thing, is, like, the athletes come in, and because they, they're they natural athletes, they know how to pick up new sports really easily and take the lead, and every couple of seasons you get some where it's, like, average people just pick it up way quicker, and it's nice to see, so.
3: All right, yeah.
2: But that's all I got. That's all I got as well. So perhaps that's where we pull the plug. Sounds good. All right. See you on the next one.
0: Later.